guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of SoCal Watch Reviews. I'm Miguel, episode 49. P. Ross, how's it going? It's going great, man. Episode 49 in the house. Yeah, we're we're getting there, man. We're getting there. So as per usual, we we or it's it's becoming uh the, the norm now. We have a special guest. Uh we've had some microbrands on the on the show. So we got another microbrand on the show and we're super excited. We got Mr. Brett Williams from Albany Watches. How's it going? Very, very good, man. Very, very good. Nice to meet you guys finally. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? Traditions become, and I'm sorry, I, I completely butchered it. It's a little early my my time, but I P. Ross does the introductions because he's so charismatic and so animated because I'm pretty boring, as everybody kind of knows. So P. Ross, <laughs> let's 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 scratch what, what just happened and, and introduce our guest, please. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. Yo, please. check this out. We got a we got a brother from down under, down south. All right. From Albany, watch this. Mr. Brett Williams in the building. Give it to him. <laughs> you see, see what <laughs> I'm saying, Brett? Thank you so much. That yeah. is, that's so cool, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're really good to be here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was a cool opening, man. Thank you. Thanks, Brett. Oh, yeah. you just, <laughs> really cool. You just hurt my feelings. Um, all right, guys. Thank <laughs> <Sorry>. you. <laughs> I'm walking off. <laughs> No, hey, you know what? Uh, thank you so much for accepting to be here. We're super excited. You know, the, the watch world is fantastic. And getting to know new people, owners, is just super exciting, you know? So thank you. Thank you so much for accepting to come on our little podcast, man. It's cool, man. I'm, I'm just like super stoked about the whole community. Um, I haven't, I've only been part of the community for a couple of years. Okay. Um, I've been an enthusiast for, I started late, unfortunately. Um, I've always liked watches, but I started late, but it's like the reception is so great from everybody and, and especially from like um, guys like yourselves who make it what it is. Yeah. That's super cool, man. That's super cool. Well, before we dig deeper into who you are in the Albany watch company, why don't we do a wrist check? And I'm excited to find out what's on your wrist. Cool, man. Who wants to go first? You could go first. You okay. guess. <laughs> so, there you go. I've got, Oh God, I hope you can see it. Yes. So this is the yeah. armor diver. This is our debut watch. It's a 41 and a half millimeter bezel at a 40 millimeter case. And it's got a Miyoto 9039. Killer 300 meter dive watch. This one has been really badly treated by me. <laughs> it's like mm. the bezel is a bit stiff. I, I bashed it into a wall and it's my, it's my daily beater now. Yeah. That's super yeah. cool. That is nice. That is really I like, nice. I like that. Is, is that the, the pearl dial? That's or? Not, no, the you know the pearl dial is the star of the show so it's out for review everywhere it's like um yeah and it's yeah it's a it's a cool skin diver case it's got this beautiful engraving on the back um which is a rendition i did of a photograph by iwase yoshiyuki um of a of an armor diver from the 1950s Mm, that is very Um, cool man yeah i love it it's like it's so iconic and beautiful and then you know i added the the japanese wave pattern and then it's got all the detail of Mm -hmm. uh, the movement and everything around the periphery i love the the k shape i mean very everybody i know everybody says this in their podcast or whatever but ams you know uh i I mean uh very moss from seiko mas yeah mas so you drew inspiration from there, and I, and I love it because I love that watch. Yeah, it's so iconic. There's so. a couple of really cool um, '70s dive watches with that style shape. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just quickly, I know we're doing a risk check, but I just quickly want to say we want to retain the case shape for further models. Oh, um, nice. Okay, yeah, cool. we, we would cool. just, my partner and I, um, me being the designer, it's, uh, we want our brand to be recognizable throughout. So, yeah, it, we want to keep things recognizable. It's definitely recognizable. I told a few people mm-hmm. we were going to have you on. I'm like, I don't know if you ever, have you ever heard of this brand? They're like, wait, is that the one with the, with the cool dial? And it has like a little bird on it or something. Like it's, uh, people are starting to recognize yeah. it. Yeah. So no ways. Yeah. That's, so it's pretty cool. And and hopefully, I don't know if you say you have some models out for review. We're in the U S if you have one, you could send our way. Absolutely. We would love to feature it on our show. I will I'll send it your it. way. I would love to That'd see it. Cool, man. Yeah, for sure. P Ross, what are you wearing? I have on two watches this morning. Oops, and I have on okay. 1979 Q Timex from New England. Okay. Wow. And I have on the Venice Hamilton Acumatic. Okay. So, you know. Double wristing today, all right? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen you do that, but all right. Yeah. Well, today I, I got uh, got to spend a little bit of time with this guy. I'm probably going to send it back pretty soon. This is the Solus uh, Starlight. I don't know if you guys um, have yep. heard of this brand. The Irish um, watch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the back is yeah wow. pretty crazy on this micro rotor, uh, kind of faux Geneva striping, I guess, on it. And I, I paired it up with uh, with this is a uh, Straps Co. Strap. So my Shout wife goes, Strap Co. Yeah, my my wife goes, what the heck are you doing? Why do you have it on a red strap? I'm like, this this this. I don't know. I, I can't show it, but the the That's dial really is beautiful. Oh like yeah, starlight Whoa. dial. So I don't know if the if the light hits it, but uh, anyway, yeah. that review coming up. I'm gonna work on the review today. I already got all the B roll, my whatever. Super cool watch. Super cool. Um, everything that they're doing. I mean, for three hundred bucks, four no four hundred bucks, you you get like a micro rotor and all this kind of stuff. And now, because they hit their um their goal i guess they surpass their goal they're mm. gonna have blue real blue screws on the on the case on the movement it's, be- so, it's a beautiful watch yeah i've been I, following them it's really cool it's super cool yeah we should we we're actually gonna have him on the show too i don't know when we haven't penciled it in but he's gonna be on the show too so like i said we're showing oh, awesome. love to all the micro brands and we started off with monta and notice and fears and king's watch and you and it's just yeah i know i know where's from notice um where's is where's cool? is like great where's is cool man where's is cool notice are doing some great stuff i haven't i've never seen a monta in the flesh mm. uh mm. Yeah, I haven't seen Monta, but I uh, definitely seen a notice retrospect. Oh man, that is beautiful. That yep. is so good. Yeah, that yeah. dial is insane. Uh yeah. I love it. Yeah, sandwich style. The loom on this thing is just yeah. insane, man. But uh but anyway, you know, uh, enough about other companies. Let's let's really <laughs> dig into your company. That's what you're here for. But before we 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 do that, why don't we uh get to know you first so they can sure. get to know why you did what you did. So why don't you introduce yourself and the company and, and then we'll move on from there. Cool, man. Okay. So I'm, as you introduced me, I'm Brett Williams. Um, I'm, I'm based in Cape town, but uh, Albany is actually a small town on the West coast of Australia where my dad was born. And my dad is, you know, he's just got this incredible adventurous spirit. So his spirit aligns perfectly with what the brand is about, which is about celebrating lesser known adventurers. Everything we do is inspired by lesser known adventurers. So every watch going forward will be inspired by a new lesser known adventurer. Um, you know, the Edmund Hillary's and people like that, they, 
they've all been covered. Uh, and I like the fact that um, everyday people do incredible things. Right. That's, that's what I like about it. Um, so I'm actually, an, I'm an actor and uh, I haven't worked in what, like 10 months? Because of COVID? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I usually do, um, Cape Town's an, a hub for international commercials and um, international TV shows and films. So I've worked with a lot of amazing actors. I just did a show that's on HBO called Raised by Wolves. Yep. So I got to work uh, with Ridley Scott, which was Super insane. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing that for 15 years. And then I, you know, I became an enthusiast and I thought, oh, you know, I could collect watches or I could design my own because I like to design things. Um, you know, it gives me a real sense of satisfaction. And then as well as connecting with the community is something that I really enjoy. Yeah. That's cool. So before, uh, before designing your own watch, what brand were you close to? I, I, it's weird because I went through quite like a um, quite a journey with watches. I really, I, I really like the um, the Steinhardt OVM one. Mm, okay, um, and I couldn't get one. And then a guy in Cape Town, this dude, I, older guy that I somehow managed to contact, he had one. They had sold out of them. They had like three hundred, and they sold out. And then he contacted the company, <clears throat> and the guy said, "Well, I'll look, I'll look in the warehouse." And they had an extra one, which he sold to him. And then he sold it to me. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I skipped from that kind of like Rolex homage to, um, to something that was like a lot more tool watch, um, which was the, the Helberg CH six, which is like mm. an insane watch. It's like built like a tank and the loom is insane. And, um, but it was just, it was like too big for me. I've started, you know, I've started to go towards smaller watches. I got a whole collection of like um, really old vintage brands that nobody's known. Um, I've got a, I've got a tiny Lady Matic Omega. I had a cool. Omega Constellation that I sold, um, you know, and, and I've got my, you know, my, this is like, this is my go-to all the time, which I sort of slightly modded. Which is just cool. a, nice. Yeah, a Seiko Turtle, uh, which I love. I really love it. It's just, it's, it's so distinguished, distinguishable from everything else that's out there. I, I'm a big Seiko fan without being a Seiko fanboy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think the stuff that they do is just so cool, especially, especially the grand Seiko stuff. So, um, you know, I, I was looking at a lot of micro brands and I just, I wanted to do my own thing and it, it started out terribly. Like my design was like horrific. <laughs> my first design that I was going to go into production with. And then I, I totally um, did a 360 and I started designing this thing. And at the same time, forming this idea of the inspiration by lesser known adventurers and it, and it evolved from there. Cool. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Well, I mean, so what really kind of did it for you as far as watch collecting? I heard you on the, on the 40 and 20 podcast with our friends over there, shout out to them. Um, yeah. And you said something about your, dad i think he gave you a watch yeah, and so weird man my dad my dad left australia i think in 19 jeez 1970 or something and he bought it he bought a like my dad comes from really humble beginnings like ultra humble beginnings um and somehow he bought a gold omega seamaster and he's not a watch guy at all okay 
and he just sort of like kept it. You know, he, he did this like crazy trip. He like, they were going to drive from Cape Town and drive all the way through Africa to Cairo. And they, they ended up in Volpus Bay, which is in Namibia. They were going to um, chart a yacht that somebody wanted to, to get to Cape Town. And then the yacht ended up sinking. And I mean, it's like insane. <laughs> it's a crazy so, story. <laughs> yeah. So he ended up in Cape Town. They tried to drive through and then they couldn't make it all the way up because there was like um, some people had been killed and, and the border was closed in um, Zimbabwe and stuff. So they came back down and he met my mom and et cetera, et cetera. And then he get, he had this watch and I was like, I really dig that watch, you know? And I was a little punk goth kid and wanted to just, I had no idea what an Omega Seamaster mm. was when I was 18, Got it. but I wore it. And then I went overseas and it uh, sadly got stolen when I was overseas oh, oh, wow. by my, by my other half at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Well, that, that's what, a crazy story in itself, man. That, that, yeah. well, whoever has that watch, there's a ton of stories associated with it. So, absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I guess one of the questions that kind of kept playing in my head when I've been listening to your interviews and kind of, kind of reading things about your company is you're a successful actor. So, why a watch company? I'm assuming it wasn't the money, it was just a passion, but I, yeah, making an assumption i mean um you know i guess i guess the thing is as a as a su- successful south african actor we don't make the american money um you know we're uh we're a um a, a service basically in south africa so we we get the big roles but we it, nothing comes of it we just keep going um and i'm passionate about design and watches and so it just so, it was an organic thing that sort of happened for me uh, my life is is not uh, it i suppose any actor out there knows that they don't rely no one rely no actors rely on a secure lifestyle or a secure life you know we don't have a 9 to 5 we so it it's kind of natural right. for me to just start a watch brand in a in a way i don't know if that makes sense you know it was sort of yeah i'll do this and i will do it and i'll make it happen and and so I just, yeah, it's taken a long time and a lot of knocks. It's a, it's not easy. I would imagine so about this how is pretty scary. Oh, so sorry. about how many years have you been working on this exactly? So about two years before I started, I, I started becoming interested in watches and became an enthusiast. And it's been about two or three years I've been, I've been working on the design and then getting prototypes made and then not being happy with the quality of the prototypes and having more prototypes made and changing companies. Um, and I'm with a company now, the guy is just incredible. Um, I haven't, I haven't met him yet. We talk all the time. Uh, he's highly regarded in the microbrand watch world as an OEM. All our, everything that we do is, um, non-catalog. So, you know, the hands, the bezel, very cool. The crown, the case, everything is my design. That's awesome. That's what's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, I don't want to do a, a catalog watch. You know, I don't want to do that. I want to do my own stuff. I know that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's yeah. uh, kudos to you. Takes a lot of courage, I guess, and a lot of uh, creativity, right? To to say, you know what, I'm going to embark in this journey and I'm going to create this design that, that I believe in and hopefully people do too. And obviously the reaction has been incredible. It's, which, dude, it's, it's still, it's still, I, there's still doubts in my mind because you yeah, know a lot of people not really real. like the watch 
No, a lot of people like it, and then other people are like, "Oh man, that's the most boring dial I've ever seen." I mean, we had a we had like a wow. turd emoji with a smiley face next <laughs> next to our Instagram mm, page, wow. which I deleted because it's you know it's not a YouTube comment page, but but like you can't take that stuff seriously. But there are people who, you know, obviously don't like it. I like it, and I'm really happy. Yeah, we like that it. People yeah, like yeah. it, you know. But yeah. I think you would get that from the haters. You know well, what I mean? So. I mean, absolutely, man. Yeah. Here's the thing. We could all agree that Apple is like the number one company in the world, or at least one of them. And the iPhone yeah. is massively successful and copied by everybody or whatever. And there's people that absolutely hate the iPhone. And that's okay, you know, because not everybody has to like the same watch. Right. And, totally. Absolutely. You know, and, and to me, if somebody's already hating or whatever on your on your brand, that's a sign of success. If somebody's either knocking it and, and trying to make a copy of it or talking smack on it, that's oh, a yeah. good sign, Brett. So, yeah. Hey, we, we, you got our support. You know what I mean? Thanks, so, man. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. 100%. 100% so, sure. Well, I'm really awesome. stoked you guys like it. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I really love the crown with the bird on it. That that was like it for me. What? Like, what is it with that bird? Can you explain why the bird yeah. and how that came to be? I, it, yeah, I know it's a little bit random. Um, it's a cormorant. And, but it's really um, something it's, you haven't seen before, though. Right. You know no. what I mean? It's, so. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, you talk about the crown. So I, I was like really specific about looming the crown with the, with the, the logo. So the cormorant is, it's a sign of bounty and nobility, um, you know, which is something that I like associate with like, people who like to adventure. It's not, it, the bounty doesn't have to be physical wealth. It's a wealth of experience, That's cool. you know? Um, and, and also because, you know, I surf a lot. I see cormorants all the time. So I just feel like it's a, um, what do you call it? Like a talisman for me. It's like a, it's like a, a, a safety talisman or a good luck charm, you mm. know? That's very cool. They're amazing birds. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, it's very fitting with the with the diver design, and it just it just, it just yeah. works. I I think it works. Super. Thank cool. you. Oh, yeah. And I like the different offerings too, in the in the straps that you offer. I I think they're pretty cool. That that NATO man looks looks like some quality yeah, NATO right there. That's hot. it's really premium. Yeah, it's really good. We're doing um the eco. We call it the eco weave NATO because we want to do something that's a little more you know sustainable. That's not just you know, I'm a big believer in um, sustainability and not just like buying stuff to throw it away, you know, mm. um, which is why our box is, is bamboo, which is sustainable. It I've also goes that. with the, the cool. Japanese yeah. theme. Everything is kind of linked to this Japanese theme. Um, so anything about the color of the watch or, um, you know, the uh, this sort of sharpness of the bezel teeth all relates for me back to the roughness of the Japanese coast um, the pearl, of course, is a, relates to the pearl divers. But, uh, yeah, the straps, you know, I know everyone's, a lot of people are doing the, the beads of rice now. I mean, I was really, for me, it's it's like a no, no-brainer. no it, it goes with the watch completely. And oh, yeah, I wanted, sure. it's going to be fully brushed. Uh, I haven't seen a cool. fully, fully brushed beads of rice yet on a watch, and it just looks insane. It's so good. Mm. That's yes, super sir. cool, yeah. Um, super excited. The first watch in the Albany collection is the Alma Diver. Can you tell us why you decided to go with the Diver style watch and run down the origin story of how this watch came to be? Sure. So, 
I think, you know, I'm really um, attracted to dive watches in general. Me too. Uh, it's, dive watches have just been like my go-to. Everything I've had has been, has been a diver. Um, and, I, you know, the origin story of that is kind of, um, I, I, don't, I don't really remember how I came up with it, but uh, I've known about the armor divers for a while and it just sort of, sort of clicked for me. And I love the fact that, you know, these, these women have a 2,000-year-old diving tradition, which was their daily bread and butter, and they would dive for, like, abalone and, and food as well as pearls, and they'd dive twice a day. And anyone who's spent any time in the water knows that, you know, diving 30 feet at a time for two minutes on one breath is, like, is really difficult. That's crazy. And they do it into their 80s. That's you know? insane. It's incredible. So it's that prior... thing. I mean, we don't. I don't know anything about the. Well, that's divers. the that, yeah. That's the thing. You know, there um there are a couple of versions of them in Korea, and but Japan is is the main. The armor of the Japanese divers, uh, and they pass that tradition down from daughter from mother to daughter. But they are dying out. You know, with modernization and everything like that, they are they're fading. So I wanted to kind of I wanted to do something. Um, that was cool. Like I love the idea how it fits with the watch, but it's also like a testament to their spirit. You know, it's a, for me, it's just a, like a really cool tradition. Do you know why there's no men doing that? Is it just women or? I actually don't know. I think, you know, for me, it's like the guys just sort of like hung out on the beach and the women went and did the work. Go do the yeah. work. <laughs> I'm going to have so, a beer like, <laughs> So weird, you know? Um, well, but they are like, Yes, sir. Sorry, I was going to say, um, I'm, I'm glad it was women and not men because I'd rather look at boobies in my case back rather than uh, <laughs> a, guy's, just a, a guy's junk. I'll be like, nah, yeah. I don't know about that watch. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that watch absolutely. is for me. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, they dove like that because it's um, obviously they didn't have wetsuits. And, um, and if you dive in, I think the, uh, the, the, the thing was if they dove in like in cotton shirts or something, it just takes it takes longer to dry because they dove twice. So they, I mean, they were just like insane. And then when the Europeans went over after world war two, the Europeans were a bit kind of turned off by the fact that, that these bare chested women were diving and they eventually started covering up. It became like a bit of a prudish thing. Mm. Kind of weird. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what uh society does for you. You know what I mean? You have all these yeah, groups man. of people that have their traditional stuff way of doing things and then people come and like you know i mean the, the spanish did it for us in mexico you know and, and they just mm. oh man i can imagine killed a bunch of our people and raped them and whatnot so <laughs> exactly a little bit of smallpox here a little bit of smallpox there you, you know, know kind of a, you know that's what it yeah. was but i would so you mentioned earlier you went through a lot of case designs and a lot of reiterations i would imagine that costs it's, a lot of money right yeah it does it's um you know, because you've got to, if you want to do your own watch, you've got to, you've got to mold, get your own cases molded, your own hands and stuff. And it's, I find it, you know, especially in the microbrand world, there's so many good watches. It's really hard not to try, not to take inspiration directly from watches. Oh, yeah. Of you course. know, um, every watch, unless you're doing, I mean, even though Richard Mille is now, has now got like a, you know, there are budget brands doing, or micro brands or smaller brands doing like versions of the skeletonized Richard meals. Mm-hmm. So every watch is kind of derivative of another, of another watch. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can do, but um, 
I wanted to do something, you know, that specifically is tied in with, with the Amadivas, but um, yeah, do it, designing your own case and getting things made is like a costly experience. Uh, especially, especially on the South African Rand, which is like, I think it's times like 16 to the dollar. So mm. it's, it's, it's been a little like, yeah, it's a costly exercise. So is it fair to say that obviously your, your watches are, are uh, manufactured and assembled in China, Korea? Yes, they are. Yeah, okay. in China. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, then again, it's, um, you get what you pay for. Of course, yeah. of course, you can't so, you, you can't knock it, and, yeah. and and we've heard that before from different people. It's like just mm. because it says made in China doesn't mean it's it's garbage. Like no, this guy, right? I mean, I, I could I could see the quality of the watch that I'm wearing, the Solas, and I, I believe this is 100 percent built in, assembled in China. But I could see uh, the, the money that was spent on yeah. it. Yeah, it's you know what I think the 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 people that you go through in China they just offer they offer a full package and. And it's accessible. It's an accessible way to start a watch brand, a quality watch brand. Um, I'm really big on quality. I have to, everything I do bears my name. So I don't want to give something out, put something out there that's like shitty or um, subpar, you know? Um, so, So that's why I've gone through a couple of manufacturers to get to a point where I'm comfortable with, with the, you know, the bezel movement, which is amazing or, you know, the finishing quality, things like that. The, uh, the only thing we want to do is upgrade the loom, you know, uh, more application on it. So what are you rocking was, right now? BG, BG9? BGW9. Yeah. BGW9. It's, which okay. is great. It's like a, it's like, a, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's like that, like yeah. slight bluish, bluish greenish um, hue. It's really beautiful. How many layers are you doing right now? Jeez, I don't even know. Um, all I know is that when I received the watch, I wasn't happy with the the amount of application. So I've been in contact with my guy, and when we go into production, we're going to like beef it up. Got it. Now that's cool. super cool. I think, especially when my opinion, every time I review a watch, and it's a diver, I expect crazy loom because I mean it has yeah. functionality to it, right? So if the loom kind of sucks, I'm like, well, it kind of yeah, it's the like. Purpose. Exactly. I look. I totally agree. I mean, you know, when I've gone to the cinema, I'm always like, so, like looking at my watch. It's like, is it? Oh, mm, nice. Okay. It's, it's like, you know, I, I want to have my watch where I have to put my hand over it so it doesn't annoy people in the dark. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, some of the best loom in the business, obviously, you know, Seiko, and it, it's insane. Like, yeah, if you, if you really. Um, if you really charge it up and you turn off the lights, it's cr- like my SKX. That's insane. You can literally use it as a flashlight. I'm not I kidding. Know. Like mm-hmm. you can use it as a flashlight. It's crazy. I, what I find really weird is like, is some big brands have like really terrible loom. Like oh, yeah. really like bad, dull, um, you know, it's just like it, what I, that's what I like about the micro brand world is, is people are like doing stuff that's, like on par with really, really good brands, you know? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But unfortunately at the same time, we're in the same token and I'm going to be transparent with you because you probably don't mm. know this and the beginning of my whole watch journey on YouTube and podcasts. And it's been a, a little over two years. I was always against micro brands because all I kept hearing no was 
big brands, big brands, you know, Seiko, Rolex, Omega. And I was yeah. just so drawn to that. But the whole micro world space was, I wasn't, I, I've never had a, I never held a watch in the metal. So <clears throat> I was speaking kind of out of character, if, if you will. Yeah. And uh, my whole thing, and I used to preach this all the time was, uh, you don't get history with this. There is no brand. Yeah, recognition. you don't get the heritage. You don't get the heritage. Yeah. So what? Why are you spending two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars? It's it's fine if if you really like that watch, go ahead and spend it. But just know mm. that you're not gonna be able to resell it. You're not gonna be able to. But that's obviously I came around because I saw exactly what you said. You get yeah. so much for your money because you guys are trying to compete against the big boys without charging the big boy prices. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, and it's the cool thing about the micro brand world is that it's, you know, I think the big brands, maybe I'm wrong. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but it feels like the big brands are for collectors and the micro brands are for enthusiasts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, like, I think that's an accurate statement. Like the, I know a story, I, th- I heard the story recently where um, there was a, a waiter. I actually read it. This guy was talking about how he's a, he's a Mike brand dude and he knows all the brands and stuff, but he's, he's a waiter. And, um, you know, this guy came in with the Panerai and he was serving the guy. He was like, I love your Panerai. And the guy, the Panerai guy was like, Oh no ways. Let me tell you about the watch. And it's, he like gave him the whole rundown. And then these other dudes came in and it was fine dining. Um, these other dudes came in with like Rolex date justs and stuff like that. And he was like, that's cool date just. And the guy was like, what is it? Oh yeah, no, I just bought it. It's just, it's just a Rolex. I just, you know, and they had right. no clue about yeah. the watch. It was just the status symbol. Yeah. Um, I, I also think most micro brands are closer to the consumer versus oh, yeah. the yeah. big boy. You know what 100%. I mean? You know, yeah, totally. Like you I don't think we we'll ever get the owner of Rolex on here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Omega no. wouldn't talk to us. And, not and, yet. and micro brand owners pay more attention to their product too. Yeah. yeah. And that and that's what I like because you you guys do listen to the end consumer and if you get enough complaints about something you will make a change, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and you try to yeah. cater to to your to your demographic or or whatever and 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 you listen. So that's that's the thing I I also do like about microbrands, you know, that it's pride of ownership and kind of like if you know, you know. So I I get that feeling every time when I wear my microbrand watches and I I already know immediately the minute I step out the door most likely nobody's going to know what's on my wrist but if somebody does mention it or strikes up a conversation they will immediately know that I am a watch guy because mm-hmm. as soon as I tell them oh thank you this company is so and so and so and and they could like I'm sure they're going to be able to tell that like oh this guy's not just wearing the watch like he knows a lot about that watch and that's that's what's cool you know what I mean yeah so. you're, you're not going to like you're not going to meet a Rolex guy or wear a Rolex and the Rolex guy's going to go, oh, what loom is that? What loom is your watch? Right, you know? right, right. Uh, <laughs> Mike brand people are like, they pay attention. Yeah. So it's, you know, we do, we have to pay attention. Um, you know, the, obviously the, the other side of that is that we are small brand owners. So when there is any negative, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the brand owners know one another, but if there is any, any negative feedback or something, it really, it can hurt you quite badly. Um, you know, I'm really big with connecting with people and communicating. So if I get a, I haven't this weekend. I haven't cause it's sort of my second weekend in like two months that I've had off. You know, I went to see my dad for the first time in nine months oh, up wow. the coast, but, wow. um, 
but tonight I'm going to be back on the Instagram, back on the emails and stuff to respond to people that have asked questions or things like that. I try to be as proactive as possible with that stuff. You know, you, okay. you have to, those, those are the people who love your product. Absolutely. And you want to, right. you know, you, yep. you want to, you want to communicate with them and, and build a community. Of course. That's, that's what it's about. No, that's, yeah. a, that's super cool. Thanks for Thanks for being humble and, and, and kind of being honest with us. So that's super yeah. cool, man. So Brett, uh, I know your Kickstarter campaign has been extremely successful. Obviously you guys not only hit your goal, but you surpassed your goal by like 50 K. I think I checked yesterday. So yeah. there are yeah. some, what do they call them? Stretch goals that have been hit. So do you want to let us know what those stretch goals were? And, yeah. and also let us know if you don't mind. I know a lot of people go about introducing a watch company either on Kickstarter and some people actually um, invest the money. So what made you want to go on Kickstarter? Was it a strategic thing or was it a money thing? I had, I had tried to do uh, the pre-order thing before. Um, and then as I mentioned to you off, off camera, it, it COVID hit and I closed it down and I wanted to return everyone's money because for a number of reasons, I didn't want to hold on to people's pre-order right. cash um, and also for the fact that we didn't know what was going to happen with COVID and I didn't want to hold on to people's money that maybe they would need as well. Um, so then I just was like, oh, well, that's it. The company's over. It's done. It's whatnot. And I'd been talking to this friend of mine who I met like two years ago. I met him on a plane when I was going to shoot a commercial up country and he, there was a seat between us and he looked over and he was like, oh, is that an Albany watch? And I was like, what? How does this guy know my watch? And a friend of his had shown him the watch. And we've been talking for like two years now and he's been in New York because um, okay. that's where he lives. And, um, and so we started talking and, and the best way forward seemed to be Kickstarter. And I know a lot of people love Kickstarter and some people are like, well, I'll wait till it comes out on the website. I found Kickstarter to be really, really cool. Um, it's a really good way to, to uh, build the community, you know, um, okay. Yeah, so we, we, set our, we set our goal and we reached it. And then we're like, oh, no, oh, we've already reached the goal. Now we need to do <laughs> stretch goals. We've got to get them out there. Mm -hmm. So we had some ideas. We had um, initially a sunburst dial. Uh, and um, so we put that on, which I think is going to look killer. It's, it's just an option. Some people have thought that it's a replacement, but it's obviously stretch goals are just, uh, you know, another option that they can choose. Um, and the other option, which I've wanted to do for a long time, which I did with my, my very first prototypes was a stainless steel bezel insert, um, you know, exactly the same bezel, but not sapphire crystal, just stainless steel, um, insert with, um, black numbers and, and indices. And then okay. our, our hundred thousand dollar goal, uh, we wanted to offer, people were asking for a tropic dive strap. But we, we want to keep everything in Albany design. So if we hopefully reach $100,000, we will produce and mold our own um, uh, UMI, which is ocean dive strap, uh, with cool. our own um, wave monogram, which is on the back of the case back as well. Mm. Don't forget the yeah. boobies. You got to have the boobies on the strap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But not really. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so talk a little bit about, I don't know Kickstarter and I'm pretty sure P probably doesn't know Kickstarter very well. So mm -hmm. when you do 
hit those goals? What what does that mean for people? Do they need to pay extra for this? Is it going to come not at along all with it's the like watch? A thank you. Yeah, no, it's a total. It's a it's for me. It's a complete thank you to the community. It's okay. like a, one of our backers said something really cool. Actually, he was like, the the stretch goals aren't as nice as the watch itself. I think you. Wow, I think the watch cool. is perfect yeah. as it is, um, which Great is really compliment. cool. And it and it is difficult to do a stretch goal. Um, because we are tried to incorporate as much as possible into the full kit. So we've, we had, we started out at 299 where you'd get the watch, the waxed watch roll, uh, which has got a, um, like a micro suede interior with four pockets. Um, mm. and you'd get, you know, your two, two year warranty and the booklet in a bamboo box. So that would be on the NATO for 299. And then for $50 as an upgrade, you would get a double-ended watch tool, the fully brushed beads of rice, machined bracelet, um, Italian leather strap. This one's been worn, so it's like, but they are insane. They're so beautiful. A Nubuck strap, the NATO, um, and the watch roll and everything. So $50 more, you'd get like the strap, the the leather leather strap, the bracelet, and the double-ended watch tool. So I want to offer us... Yeah, for three fifty. Wow, mm. that's a great. So I deal. wanted to offer as much as possible, you know, to people, and then it was kind of like, oh, jeez, what do we do for a stretch goal? You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I could have, there was, you know, I could have kept stuff back, but I didn't want to. I wanted to like offer stuff to people. Um, so the stretch goals are just like design ideas that that I've had, and then the hundred thousand dollar is like we really want to do that that dive strap that like rubber dive strap with our own monogram and stuff. So it's, it's a cool. take on the traditional Tropic, but it's our own design. Yeah. So is it fair to say that the backers and if the campaign hits at say hundred thousand dollar mark, they're going to get yeah. everything you mentioned. And as a bonus, they're going to get that strap. Yeah, basically. Um, wow, that's so cool. the, the strap is um, you can choose that strap. Okay. and take out the NATO. You, it's a choice oh, of like, okay. either you can have the NATO or that, or that strap, but everybody gets it. You know, it's not just the people who bought the full kit. Everybody, That's cool. everybody can choose that strap. Yeah. Yeah. That's super. Cool. I mean, we, you know, look at the end of the day, we are a business and we do have a bottom line and we have to, we have to meet that bottom line and we've got minimum orders we have to fulfill with our manufacturers. Yeah. It is a very fine balance for us to try and appease everyone and still have a business to go into production for the next watch. So, you know, I, I think our pricing is like extremely competitive. It um, is very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. That's and we want to do that, especially as a first watch. It's an offering in my mind, it's an offering to the community. This is what we are about. And this is the quality we offer. You know, it's not yeah. about making pots of cash. It's, you know, yeah. labor of love. Yeah. Labor it's love. a labor of love. Yeah. yeah it's a labor of love yeah. that is also a business. So, you know, we do want to have a successful, profitable business down the line, but it's also, as you said, it's a labor of love. Yeah. Right. No, I'm I'm just curious, and I know the guys at Forty Twenty kind of kind of touched on this a little bit, and that's the the dial variations that you offer. Is mm-hmm. there? I don't know if you could tell us or not, but is there one that's more successful? I guess more oh, yeah, popular dude. with the community. <laughs> yeah, everybody likes the Black Pearl, which is mm. is like mother of pearls sourced from the sea. Yeah. Um, there are multiple ways of doing pearls, uh, pearl dials. And I know that Rolex and, you know, the really, really, really big companies like get rare mother of pearl and they get it sliced very fine. And there's, there's a lot of like, 
cost offs because it cracks and stuff. But there are also other ways of that companies make mother of pill, um, you know, where you're not going to pay like, it's not going to go up by a thousand dollars. We offer a black mother of pill from the sea. Uh, it's, it, it's got a slight green hue to it. Um, right. So in the, when there's no sun or there's no light on it, it's like pitch black. It's, it's a very deep black. And as soon as the sun hits it, that texture, it's got such a beautiful, mm. like, like texture. It just lights up. It's, it's so insane. It's so beautiful. That's yeah. cool. It's, it's beautiful. I wish what? I had one to show you. I I'm know. sorry. It's, I know, man. It's at a, yeah, it's at another of your, um, How dare it you? is really stunning. <laughs> yeah. One thing I did want to ask, and I, I don't even know if we talked about this, but I, I, I'm an artist myself and oh, I right. can relate to you when you're like, I'm an artist, but I'm colorblind. I was like, what? How, how is that possible? And how is it possible to design a watch being colorblind? For all you know, the dial is pink. I mean, sorry, we haven't told you, Brett, but (laughs) the dial is pink. I know, it's so weird. So my colorblindness, I see everything with a greenish hue, which is super, so like asphalt has a greenish hue to me. I bought some of those uh, colorblind correcting sunglasses and I was like, whoa. Like that car is, yeah, man. It's like red cars Mm. look like like a brick red to me usually but they're like geez, mm. everything pops it's like yellow and everything so i've got a friend who's also um a brand owner he's he's launching his his brand coast watches okay um hopefully this year uh his name's ty coast in denmark and he he and i started talking on facebook like really early on i think he reached out to me or or i reached i can't even remember how we became friends but um I would like show him my dials and he would, he would like tell me if it worked or didn't work. So I got like some, um, some advice from him. Got it. Um, and you know, he, we share ideas all the time. He and I, he shows me his designs and I'll give him my honest opinion and vice versa. That's you know, cool. he's, um, he's been a real <clears throat> help. And, uh, Wes, I got a shout out to Wes as well. Wes has been like amazing, especially from like a business side, um, and, and giving me guidance on that. You know, it, I'm not a, I'm not a one man show. It, it, I'm like, like everybody in the world, you know, everything, everything that is great is a collaborative effort in a way, you know, that's so cool. Yeah. Right on. And, and I yeah. think that's the cool thing I, I'm, I'm starting to see with micro brand owners that they're willing to share information that maybe you wouldn't yeah. think they should be sharing because they notice can see you as a competition right and be like no why the hell why i'm not gonna give you that information and you're gonna go out and right. do your own watch and take watches away from yeah us. exactly but the thing is but- that there's plenty of, of of people to go around for everybody just because as watch enthusiasts you don't have one watch you have multiple totally. watches so why right. can't we have the albany watch and the notice watch and the whatever you know so I, yeah, we all do different kinds of watches, you know. I mean, if we were all doing Rolex homages, it would be like a, well, different, a different, story. Um, different story. But we all right. have like very specific, like um, like design language and stuff like that. So you know, notice watches don't look like any other watches. Um, hopefully, mine are are also original. Right, um, they are. Thai Thai stuff is beautiful. So um, I can't wait for his watch to come out. I can't it's, wait to uh, see it either. Watches. You got you got yeah, mm-hmm. You're hyping it up yeah, so I'm, much. Come on, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> he's, I, he was like, "Oh, you never mentioned me." <laughs> I shout always out. end up. Yeah, I had to shout out for him. Otherwise, I'll never hear the end of it. You know. Does he have an Instagram account you want to plug? He so, does. Yeah, you can go to Coast Watches. Coast Watches. Let me write that down. Coast Watches. Go, yeah. Go support him. Coast Coast he's Watches. Cool. You heard it, guys. 
and girls. Yeah. Don't right. forget to check out Albany. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll do the shout <laughs> out at the end. Um, for sure. For sure. We'll, we'll, we'll tell people where to go to uh, check yeah, out the website yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's next for the Albany watch company? You mentioned a lot of great things. What, what's going on next? So I wanted to do a GMT, but I don't want to jump the gun with like, you know, going from like a, uh, a diver, a diver, an affordable diver straight into like, you know, Salita powered GMT or, or I would love to do a tree, a true GMT, but then you're talking like over a thousand dollars and I still want to keep things affordable. So we're going to do um, a Salita SW 200 powered field okay. watch, which mm. has an incredible story behind it. Um, we, and I don't want to, I don't want to tell too much of the story, uh, but it's this incredible Arctic or polar explorer who, um, you know, fought Nazis, won Oscars, wrote books. Mm, wow. Uh, the guy was just, his, his whole outlook seems to have been like that nothing can stop him. That's you cool. know, and, and, and I also think that his, um, his whole, his principles are something to really look up to. He, you know, for example, during World War II, he was, he was Danish, but if he saw um, anti-Semitism, he would claim to be Jewish wow. in solidarity mm. with people. I mean, he That's was cool. sentenced to death by the Nazis and then he escaped. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he Good was on one, with one leg. He was yeah. insane. Yeah. That's crazy. So he's, he's oh. the inspiration for the next watch, the, the field watch, which, um, yeah, it's like I a polar explorer. I can't wait to see the rendition on that. Yeah. I, I love it's looking me, good, man. I love me a field watch. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. So any, any more crazy dowels that you're going to introduce? Obviously you did the mother of Pearl. What is it? What's I, next? Meteorite yeah, dials. I mean, geez, man, it's so hard. To, you know, it's, it's, you don't want to be like the, um, the band that has like the one hit wonder, you know? Right. Um, so the next dial is, I don't want to give anything away, but it's going to be a textured dial. And I think okay, it's cool. going to be, if we can do it properly, it's going to be kick-ass, like completely. Yeah. That's Ooh. awesome. I'm all for uh, textured dials. And obviously you being a vintage guy and we're vintage guys, mm-hmm. seeing those vintage kind of Omega Seamasters with the honeycomb uh, dials on them. And all, oh my goodness. Ooh. I wanted to mm-hmm. I wanted to do a pie pan dial for my GMT. Oh, um, that's cool. But um, a, a pipe and style dial, but right. oh, man, yeah, that's, it's difficult because you also don't want, this is the other thing. It's like, you don't want to make your watch like a 15 millimeter watch or a 14 right. millimeter watch. You, it's so, I'm so desperate to like keep the, the height down, especially for a GMT, you know? Right. Um, but at the same time, you still want it to be like, I really like the whole plexiglass look, you know, as well. Right. So so to try and like balance everything is, is quite difficult, but I think it's, it's manageable. You've just got to like, um, you've got to go through the process of making, of designing, then going back and redesigning and redesigning and redesigning. Um, yeah. So cool. moving forward for watch two, watch three or whatever, is it going to be on Kickstarter or now on your website? Cause you got some traction people know who you are. What's, what's the um, strategy? I think, I think we might, we might do one more Kickstarter. It would okay. be interesting to do that. Um, you know, we are looking, uh, I, I'm more of a direct consumer kind of guy, but, but if, if we do get to go wholesale, that would be great for the brand. I don't know if we'd still be a micro brand then. Um, I was really surprised. Like we launched on the 13th and then on the 15th, Yima, Yima launched 
I don't know if you saw that, but I was like, you know, like, geez, I mean, Yuma's the were what did they close in like the seventies or early eighties? And um, and then these French guys that bought the bought the trademark and resurrected the company, and they did their third Kickstarter launch, and they hit a million dollars in thirty three minutes. Mm. Wow. I just like watched wow. it go up. I was like, whoa, that's insane. It was it was like the craziest thing I've seen before. I mean, it's wow. just the name, right? I mean, I, I guess that's all it is. They they just bought Heritage, and, and it's Heritage. Like yeah, thing, I was so. gonna say that. It's, but you guys will get there. I mean, everybody started somewhere. Omega started somewhere. And, and hopefully yeah, your your kids or grandkids or whatever could continue the Albany watch company legacy. And, and now... Oh, my, son, my son's a rapper. He's not a watch guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a rapper. Do he's we, a rapper. Do we, well, m- most rappers like watches, man. Do we, I, do yeah, we know? Yeah, he right? wants one. Right. No, his, his name is Manic on, on Instagram. He does, like, he does quite intense... Um, quite intense rap. He's got incredible flow. He's a natural. And Manic, how, how do you M A? He's insane. I don't, he's bringing out his first album, um, but you know his name is always changing. <laughs> you don't you don't know what don't it know. is now, but that, that's I, cool. I don't even know what it is anymore. So is um, he independent? Does he have a record deal? Yeah, What's... he's totally totally independent. That's the way uh, to go nowadays, right, P Ross? Yes, it is. More money. SoundCloud right? is is like this. Little L I L Manic, um, Little Manic. I'll send it to you. It's yeah, send quite it to inten- it. It's it's intense. It's not like traditional hip hop. It's um, that's cool. He, you know, he's young. He's twenty three. So he got into all the um, uh, Mac Miller and and stuff like that. Got it. And, um, who cool. was the kid who the kid who died? Like a couple of like a, it seems a lot of them are dying. Um, little Peep or something. Little Peep. Yeah, he, he yeah. Little Peep was like his favorite dude and um he's he's very good so here's the, good. here's a question for you is he all tatted up already <laughs> oh, dude i had my first tattoo with him like, what is that what yeah, you have a face tattoo brett right there no i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> if you can't see me for those that can't see me i got full neck tattoo. No, 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 no. no one knows what that is that's my tattoo it's a um wait what it's a it's a 3d view master oh wow oh school. Yeah, old school yeah, yeah old so school yeah he's got about four tattoos now i'm okay. just like no neck tattoos don't get know. any face tattoos son <laughs> don't get any face tattoos absolutely but he's um yeah he's a he's a musician basically at heart he's, that's cool is he based he is. In, in in africa as well or, or yeah he's, he... he's based in cape town he's like around the around the corner from me he's actually living on the coast which is really cool wow mm. that's super cool so here's yeah. something not watch related which obviously we kind of went off topic right now which is okay um do you you, you being an actor you get recognized around town people know who you Never. are did the, the I did one commercial once, and the lady at the checkout till checkout till at the petrol station, um, like supermarket shop, recognized me. No one recognizes me. <laughs> oh man, that's a good it's, thing though. I mean, normal. It's life, cool. Right? Uh, I don't really, I don't really like kind of that that kind of attention. I feel I'm a, a little bit of an introvert actually, so I feel. It, people make a deal about that stuff. I get all, all, all shucksy about it. Um, you know, the podcast stuff is easy to do, but like in person, it's like, I feel a bit sheepish um, with, with praise, but um, I th- it's weird. I mean, friends overseas have recognized me when they watched Raised by Wolves. They were like, Oh my God, it's, couldn't believe who I was watching and there you were. And 
Um, but no you one mean, from you the mean public. Everett was geeking out, <laughs> dude. I was. Is I that was, what you call it? <laughs> yeah, dude. I was. Oh, yeah, I heard. Mm. I heard the podcast. He was like, oh, you, were, so you were there, and I was talking to you, and it was so cool. I'm like, oh, fanboy, so, fanboy. He's so cool, man. He's so cool. Yeah, it was like, yeah. It, but it's like it's weird because like I feel like Everett and I are friends, so it's it's That's more cool. like you know it's it's not like yeah, it, dude. It's so weird because I've worked with like a lot of big names and it's just when I'm on set there's no kind of star gazing it's just like that's cool this is a guy who's an actor and I'm an actor and we're going to do a scene together and and that's a really good place to be I think you know I, I, don't, I don't have any fame hunger or anything like that were you starstruck at all or have you been starstruck at all um no it's weird. Wow. So can I you tell us a, a big name, somebody that you, that, that we'd maybe be starstruck, like an actor or an actress, somebody that you worked with? I mean, with. I worked with, I keep forgetting his name. I feel so bad. And he won't even remember who I am, but I worked with Captain America. Um, no way. Oh, uh, Chris. Uh, Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris Evans. Yeah. So I had <clears throat> a tiny, like the most minuscule amount of dialogue with him. And I gave him like the stink eye in the scene, you know, I'm like, uh. I'm like, I'm the naysayer <laughs> in the scene. Um, and he was really cool. Uh, I what was ben that for a movie? Or, uh, yeah, it was for a Netflix film called Red Sea Diving Resort. Mm. Red sea so, Diving Resort. you know, I got the role and it was as an Israeli Mossad agent. Uh, mm. And then we got on set and the director was like, I hate the Israeli accent, who himself was Israeli, but he was like, I hate the Israeli accent. I wanted it all in American. So we were like, uh, okay. So we just had to do like, I, I sort of mixed it in as an Israeli, he wanted Israeli American, you know? What the heck? Um, How do you do that? That's, that's so mm, hard to like be put it, on the spot. You know, Israeli is, Israeli is more like, uh, like that, you know? <laughs> but, uh, and then the Israeli American is, jeez, oh, I can't do it now. But it's, it's hard. It's very difficult to do the accents yeah. without a script. But um, yeah, Israeli is, I suppose it's kind of easy because if you live in South Africa, you learn Afrikaans and it's got a lot of that sound mm. to it you mm. know but um yeah, dude i did one history channel thing for mount vesuvius um i think it was like how it was called how we made the world and it was about the about glass windows in homes in vesuvius and then vesuvius erupts in the background and we had to learn like seven pages of ancient latin Oh, <laughs> that's that's tough. Wow. <laughs> so we're having like these normal conversations in in Latin, you know, of like, oh, the, the volcano, you know, volcanos mus admonet, you know, the volcano <laughs> is just rumbling. Right, <laughs> it's very weird. Wow. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. a it's a weird job, man. It's a very weird job. Well, it's cool. Well, so let me ask you something, just just to kind of close off the show, I guess, and go into other hmm. things. If you had any advice for anybody wanting to start a watch company, what would it be? And if you had any advice for anybody wanting to become an actor or an actress, what would it be? Cool. So um, with the watches, I would say reach out to the community, like um, get involved in Facebook groups, not as a brand owner or anything, but just like, you know, uh, there's a lot of really cool microbrand groups like League of Microbrands. Um, on Facebook and just get to know people. And if you want to start a brand, you can always ask questions and people will respond. And it's also a really good place to, um, to pitch your designs. You can say, this is what I'm doing. What do you guys think? And people will be brutally honest, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brutally mm. honest. Um, 
you know, and reach out to, once you become a bit more established that people see that you're serious, you can reach out to other brand owners and, and try and get advice. I think that's the way to do it. You know, um, it's, it's trial by error, basically. What about a the little bit. money mm. aspect? I mean, obviously you don't have to go into specifics, but is it, do you have to have deep pockets or um, is it you okay don't, to? You don't have to have deep pockets, um, but you do, you do, if you do go into watch designing or creating your own brand um, and you want to create your own watch, that's not a catalog watch, you're going to pay like, like a couple of thousand dollars for a prototype you know, anything from, mm. depending on the factory, it okay. could be like 4,000, 5,000, I don't know, which is a lot of money. It's a, wow. it's a huge chunk of change. Oh, yeah. um, especially for something that's a passion project. Um, the other thing is, you know, there's Facebook ads and stuff like that. But but the best thing that I, I've found is reaching out to Instagram watch guys, basically, to say, look, this is what we've got. I would love you to share a post you know, if you're starting a Kickstarter, um, we've, we've had such great success with the community. They've been like so amazing. You know, I would we'd send like a message out and like, we want to either do like a paid post, like small amount of money. Um, but a lot of people are just like, I'll sh- I love your watch. I'll share your watch. I'll do a story about it. Um, and that's how you get that kind of exposure amongst the community. You know, it's a really good community to be part of. Um, well, you have our word. Yeah. If, if you let us borrow, borrow a prototype or whatever, we'll definitely give you some exposure on Instagram and YouTube. And we'll oh, yeah, no on, doubt. The, on the on the Be podcast, brutally, it, brutally so. honest. <laughs> no doubt. I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll send it. I'll send it through to you guys. This yeah. is garbage. What is it? <laughs> what? Ah, the bracelet just fell off. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Yeah. I know. I know. Brad sent Why me. Is- uh, Send me a Why is script. the time going backwards? Why is you know? the time going backwards? I know Brad sent me uh, things that are going to be fixed, but I'm going to ignore that and just say, right. yeah, this is garbage. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No. So um, with the acting thing, she's that's a really hard, I've been doing it for 16 years. It's really difficult. It's so much of it is just perseverance, getting to know casting agents. Um, Cape, the Cape Town acting scene is a lot smaller than the LA acting scene. Okay. Um, so it's, it's getting to know, getting an agent, like do classes, go to classes. Don't be, don't go, don't get into it to be famous. It's a, it's a craft. It's something you've got to hone. Um, and you get to know yourself really well and you can't be shy about who you are. You can't get embarrassed. You've got to push through all those boundaries that you have. Um, sometimes, and you make a lot of mistakes and sometimes you end up looking like a fool um, you know, it's, it's not easy, but you just keep persevering and you, you do classes, you try and get an agent, you get known by the casting directors uh, and you just do the best job you can. And if you get an audition, the audition space is your space. You're not there to impress anybody. You're there to like do a performance for yourself, you know, it, okay. have fun with it. Yeah. Great advice. Right great on. advice. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, we have about nine minutes left, so let's go into other things. So, Brett, this is just the part of the show where we talk other things. So it could be whatever food or whatever you recommend or something Ooh. that you like. So take it away, man. I'm like desperate to try LA tacos and burritos. Oh man, hell mm. yeah, uh, <laughs> man! I just I keep hearing about like the whole LA taco burrito scene that the 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 trucks, you know. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I love that stuff. Because I, um, you know, everything is Tex-Mex. I mean, we have like 
Mexican Mexican food here, you oh, know. Okay. But it's 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 Tex Mex. It's yeah, it's, you know, it's not the real um, deal, man. <laughs> it's not the real deal, and and it's sort of like a gentrified, you know, not gentrified, but it's like a um, uh, you know, people try. It's like a slight slight fusion or. You know, to it. It's, but let's um, just, let's just call it what it is. It's like a white taco. It's not it's the white real tacos. Mexican <laughs> thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, I, and it, it's funny you say that because I I've hit up my boy P Ross. I'm like, oh man, I just had some chorizo, and then he's like, uh, what? The, I don't even know what you're uh, talking I, about. I, I was just about to say that too. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I had some chorizo and tortas, and, this, and I'm obviously a Mexican, and he's just he has no clue what the heck I'm talking about. I'm like, right. if you ever come to LA. We'll do all those things and, because and, and, just, and he tells me like that bullshit Mexican you done had ain't shit. Yeah, he's That's, like, well, he just, I had yeah. a, a Taco Bell. I don't know. If the, <laughs> no. I'm just kidding, oh, but nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had Taco Bell once in North Carolina. It was horrible. But chorizo is like, ah, uh, dude, this, yeah, okay. they sell chorizo. They That's sell not chorizo acceptable, P. Ross. What? How how is it that somebody living in Africa knows what chorizo is, Dude. but you don't, and you're in the U.S.? Hey. Come on, man. Hey, man, look. What the heck? I've got to tell you, our our restaurants in, in Cape Town are, are amazing. Like, we have, like, like amazing food. Like, really amazing food. Um, and, and people wouldn't expect it, and it's cheap. We've got, like, a killer coffee scene. I think one of our coffee shops was voted the best coffee shop in the world. Wow. Um, yeah, we, we take our food seriously. So... Mm. Um, but I did have, I did have, um, which I think was authentic Mexican food in Reno. My, okay. When, yeah. I, when I was there, my, my friend took me to like two really killer, killer Mexican. Like okay. One was like a, like a very established, well-established one. And the other one was just like close to the airport. And it was like, oh man, we had those like big peppers. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah what are poblanos chile rellenos they're poblanos uh, chile rellenos yeah, yeah they're filled with cheese and oh my god p ross probably doesn't even know what a chile relleno yeah, is i don't a friend of mine it's, actually went uh, to it was an authentic <laughs> mexican restaurant right down the street from me okay and i'm gonna i'm gonna try it you I'm gotta try. you gotta try it. it's so good it. it's not spicy it's not no, like it's delicious um, it's so good and it's big and it's like it's ah oh, man, that stuff and the refri- proper refried beans and with some rice. It's so good, yeah, man. Tortillas. And then um, oh, man. like really good tequila with orange. Okay, mm. this guy yeah, knows what's up, that. man. Yeah, man. <laughs> good tequila is cool. is is the stuff. The, the cheap stuff they sell at bars is like you know the shot no. tequila. Yeah, Ugh, you don't it's want horrible. that. Yeah, you got to drink it like whiskey. Absolutely. Right. There yeah. you go. Right. So P Ross, other things. What's up? Um, I finally started uh Star Trek Picard this week. Um, okay. I've been it came out like early this year, but with all the COVID shit, it's been like crazy. So I actually got the chance to start it, and it's actually pretty. It's better than what I thought, and better than what has been reviewed. You know what I mean? So that's what I've been getting into. That's pretty cool. I liked it as well. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So other things for me, I kind of felt a little bit like a, like a star yesterday. So we went to, we, we don't go out because of COVID and it's been, it's been really, weird. we've been super careful, but we went out yesterday to my cousin's house, I guess, of my wife's side. And I had heard rumors that the 13 year old, which I guess technically he's now my cousin, uh, he's into Jordans and all these like cool things. He's going through the cool <laughs> phase or whatever. And, uh, 
And I kind of heard that he was watching my YouTube channel, but I was like, I don't want to ask him. It's kind of weird. 37 year old guy asking a 13 year old guy about (laughs) a kid about, about watches. It's kind of weird, you know, but he came up to me when they were leaving. He's like, Oh, Hey Miguel, I just want to let you know, I've been watching your YouTube channel and I'm like, Oh, you have, that's cool. He's like, yeah. And I I got my first watch. It's a silver one, but yeah, I got my first watch and Oh, I saw that one of your videos got like 15,000 views. And I was like, what the heck? Really? I haven't even looked at my numbers. Yeah. I don't know what watch it was, but it was just a good feeling. And then the mom goes like, yeah, thanks Miguel. Now you got him into watches. I have to buy him another watch or something. I was like, Oh, sorry. What kind of watch did he have? He didn't tell you they were on their way out, you know, he told me towards the end, but uh, right. But it was cool. It was like, oh, wow, that's that's cool. I've been doing this so long and I've been getting, you know, comments from random people. What for somebody in the family to say, hey, I know of you and now I'm the the, the cool cousin, I guess, because I have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. or something. That's that's cool. And not only that, furthermore, mm-hmm. getting somebody maybe into the hobby, 13 years old. I mean, why yeah. is he even watching my channel? Yeah. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. And and he's not by any means like a nerd or, or anything. He's a, he's a jock. He's like one of the best players in this team for like football. And he has Jordans, like I said, and dresses all cool. So for him to be into my channel for some reason, it's weird, but, but I'll take it, you know, if any if more kids could join the, the horology game and, and we keep, keep this tradition going. It's, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Can't explain it's it. It's a good community. Absolutely. You know? So, Brett, anyway, yeah. where can people find Albany Watch? Cool. So you guys can, um, all of you out there, you can find me at Albany Watch Co. on Instagram. Okay. That'll lead straight to our Kickstarter as well. We've got a link there. And our, our website is a landing page to Kickstarter at the moment. It's going to go live oh, shortly okay, cool. after after we finish the campaign. That's albanywatches.com. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Very and, cool. And sh- Shoot me out a um a message on Instagram. I'll get back to you. Absolutely, if you if you want to know anything, I'm available. Sounds good. P. Ross. Yeah. Ross wristwatch love everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Very cool. And then uh, SoCal Watch Reviews on YouTube, on Instagram, and Relojando on YouTube for the Spanish reviews. So yeah, check check us out. Give us some support. You know, it, uh, we do this every uh every sunday the podcast wake up early and if we do it on fridays we do Ooh, it on early. tuesdays we we do it all the time just whenever we have time but this is a passion of ours just like bread with the passion project so you got to keep it going we got to support each other right bread and peace so. absolutely yes, sir <laughs> thanks guys all right guys well thank you so much for uh for listening brett thank you so much for coming on and p ross taking the time yeah. and yeah. it's always thanks for having me absolutely it's always my friends stay humble <laughs>